Welcome to Rev Up Your Potential with Hilda Gann, the podcast where entrepreneurs, business leaders, and HR professionals share tips, strategies, and trends in their area of expertise. They also talk about their successes and struggles along their career and business journey. If you love to learn through storytelling and find people fascinating, join us. Welcome to another episode of Rev Up Your Potential. Today, my guest is Earl Thomas, the voice. Earl is a professional voiceover artist who specializes in promotional videos, website videos. He's a master of ceremonies. He does business messages and introductions for local entertainers and various voiceover projects. His experience of completing voiceover projects include 50 promo videos, including five Vimeo videos, one Kickstarter video, 45 YouTube videos, and with over 278,000 viewers and counting. He loves public speaking. He started early, which gave him the confidence and resulted in numerous successful voice-related employment opportunities. His early experience at Chubb Radio in Nanaimo, BC, left a clear impression of the value of communication. I like to welcome you, Earl Thomas, and thank you for being part of our podcast today. Well, thank you, Hilda. It's uh, really great to be here with you. So, tell me a little bit more. I, I mean, I gave that overview of what you do, but share a little bit in more detail about your your passion and your work in in radio voice. Oh, you know, when I look back when I was younger, you know, I I, I didn't realize that I had like th- this quality for a voice. You know, uh, I can go into CHUB radio and tell you how that happened, but it was a little bit later in life when I would make a uh, a doctor's appointment, and then the receptionist would say, "Oh, by the way, uh, were you on radio at one time?" and I. I said, I know. And then when I put the phone down, I wonder why she asked me that. I just, I, I didn't have the awareness. Um, when I was in Bible college, it came up the, um, this cantata, this musical. They wanted me to voice it. I got lots of input from that. Um, I do like hearing my voice. I remember when I was really young. We would go to uh, my grandmother's, my dad's mom, Grandma Paula, and uh, a friend of my uncle's, Bill Bowie, he he put it, took a reel-to-reel tape recorder. He hit it really well. We didn't know it was even there. And then he surprised us. We played it back. And when I heard my voice, oh, do I sound like that? So I hadn't really got the flavor for it. But the original thing, uh, when I was about eight or nine years old, I went into CHUB radio. I was chosen to read the scripture for this radio program. And at the same time was going on, we were getting set up. And Gene McCormick was doing his radio show, the Top 40 radio show, Rock and Roll, in the late 50s. Man, this guy was energized. He was really loving what he was doing. My first taste of radio, and I think that's when it all began. So you said, 
I want to be like that. I want to do this. So we, and I apologize. I, I didn't know it was C-H-U-B. I should know better than that. So, it, and I pronounced it Chubb Radio. That's cute. Okay. Well, a lot of them, you know, in the Nanaimo producing Chubb Radio. And there is no C-H-U-B or no Chubb Radio anymore. It was in the Malaspina Hotel. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so how, when you say you got this kind of taste for it early, how old was that when you heard this guy? Probably eight years old or wow. nine years old. Wow. No later. Yeah. And, and I and I knew this um this pastor, Tom Campbell, he would do the the midnight show at CHUB. It was now that then it wasn't in the Malaspina. And I went in and I just I watched him and I was gonna go record something and I couldn't figure out the technology, but it was still there. I still wanted to do it. You know, uh, I listened to CKLG and CFUN Radio. They were in Vancouver. And just listening to the disc jockeys and the music uh, when I was 15, 1965, uh, you just imagine being on the radio. Wow. Yeah, I was just like. You have this gift of voice, but what is it about it that attracts you? Your voice, the the technology, like the action? What, what, what well, gives you that joy? It's it's not the technology because technology <laughs> is such it'll bite you really hard, you know, really difficult. It's um, it's doing it, it's feeling it. You know, when I listen to some of my older tapes, as far as auditions, some of the older work, and then when I do it now, you know, I was doing some auditions, and I was actually uh, getting. The take, I like to do two uh, takes, and I was getting it right away, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and that's because I do it in the morning. I don't like to do anything later in, in the day because, you know, the brain is tired. The brain is really connected to the mouth, and it's just, it, it really flows. But I, I like, you know, giving the emphasis and just where it needs to go. And I, I love even talking about it. I go to networking events, and I'd say, well, you know, before the pandemic. And I'd say, well, I did it again. I'm the last person to leave or the second to last. You know, I, I get talking to people about uh, voicing and voiceovers and radio. And yeah, I mean, when Carl and I first started talking, we talked, not podcasts, so, we talked so about So for radio. people, who is Carl when you're, when you're referring to Carl? Carl Richards, uh, who's the pos podcaster uh, mentor. And we'd, we'd start talking about radio and Toastmasters, and then said, "Well, maybe Earl, we should talk about podcasting. Do you think?" Oh yeah, okay, let's do that. <laughs> and I love talking about podcasting today now too. Because now you have your own podcast show. You want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I'm in my third season. It's called Voice Power. It's like a double purpose. Uh, the one purpose is topical about voiceover. I started off with my first one about my years in radio and voiceover and how it relates. And then I bring the interviews in. I've done more interviews in season two and season three because I like to bring quality content for my listeners. And it's really been amazing. I, I've been busy, uh, you know, January. There's always stuff to do. And what I did before in season one and season two, I'd go into my connections and I'd be sending, you know, uh, out to my connections the the links. I haven't had time to do that. And guess what? One day I got 52. Another day I got 32. 
I mean, doing absolutely nothing and just to producing good quality. So you never know what's going to happen in podcasting. I mean, how do you, uh, and, and by that 3252, you mean people who tuned in to listen to your podcast? They downloaded. Yeah, they show it in the podcast in the uh, Buzzsprout. You click on the 30 day and then they'll show you, you know, all the waves and, and how many on each day. What do you yeah. think you owe to that number of podcasts? Well, You're I currently in your third season and, and those are really good numbers for, for where you are. Right. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that it's got to do with consistency. You know, it was every week and if I missed a week, I would play an old podcast. Uh, I would play a podcast sound clip if I had an interview, and the next week, the interview. So, uh, yeah, it's consistency. People are, are aware because you're constantly there. Where are you putting the little clip? So I presume the clip is something uh, to introduce the podcast coming next week. Yes. What, uh, what are you putting it on social media where? Yeah, I, I put it first on LinkedIn. Then I copy and paste it and put it into Facebook. Then my Facebook business page or into Twitter. And then a networking group I go to called Connect and Collaborate. And I get lots of likes all over those. And, and I didn't even notice some. And Twitter is a little different because if you get too many uh, words, you have to edit it down. Yeah, Usually sure. in, in the, uh, a clip, you don't have as many words. But, you know, when I do the do the uh, the posting for Twitter for the actual interview. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a lot there. I don't know why they're, why they do it that way. So Earl, you are, you know, gifted. You, you have this beautiful voice. You are in the business of using your voice to sell it to companies who want to buy it. Are, can you give us some tips and and ideas that would help other people who maybe they want their voice artists and they or they want to get into the voice artist business, but maybe they're just a CEO or somebody that's got to present to people and they want to do it in a way that's convincing, confident, and effective. What tips would you give us who are listening to you on how to make that voice more impactful? Okay, there's two segments to this question. The, the first segment is somebody who wants to get into voiceover. The first thing you have to do is to be able to accept rejection because there's lots of competition before you land something. Uh, you also have to have a voiceover, a professionally vo done voiceover demo. I took uh, consultations from a course that I took from Kathy Wesseluk, and I went into those consultations after as an option. And then I was ready to go out and do that. Now, as far as speaking in public, you want to be confident. You want to, what you're going to speak on, you want to internalize that. You want to have it in your heart. You don't want to memorize it because I saw one time a speaker get up in a Toastmasters meeting, and he had memorized it. And he got the first sentence out, and he was going to the second sentence. He couldn't remember it. He tried, and he tried. Then he walked off the stage. So when I 
when I do uh, a Toastmaster speech, I practice it, I internalize it, becomes a part of me, I do it in sections. You also want to know where to put the right emphasis. And you don't want to be, I'll, I'll, practice, I'll say it for you, you don't want to sound monotone. You want to have some expression. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. You need to do that because, you know, I, I like to inflect. I like to, you know, it's, a, it's an instrument that yeah. can produce good, you know. You don't want to play a C note when you're a piano player all the way through. You know, then people would walk out. It would can't stand it. They get a headache. And sometimes you want to have pauses to emphasize something and then yeah. say the emphasis slowly. And that's that's the drama. And sometimes when we're we're novice or inexperienced, we just want to get the words out. And it it does show. I remember going to to my first um conference or workshop and this person was introduced as an ex expert in emergency care and so that should have given her credibility but when she got up there and she started reading from her notes oh she lost all credibility i mean I, she could have still had that expertise but the fact that she could not say it meant to me that she didn't have the confidence or the knowledge to be able to speak in english on her expert subject matter, that she needed that piece of paper to read it. So again, it, it was boring because she was reading it. And secondly, I had no trust in her credibility because she she didn't she couldn't speak with fluency in that language. You know what I mean? I, I want to add something to that too. Please, uh, yes. Joining Toastmasters is a real help because they will evaluate you. You will get better. Uh, actually, when I went to Toastmasters, I went to Speaker Showcase. I didn't know it was a Toastmasters event. I love public speaking. Oh, Saturday morning. Oh, yeah, I, I'll get up this Saturday morning. And it was just a lot of fun. And so that day I joined to take my speaking level to to a higher level. Well, you know, through Just Prose, I've actually gone to City Hall and made presentations. Uh, I've done stand-up comedy, at podcasting. I, I love it. I mean, and, and we have a thing in regular Toastmasters where the table topics, like it's two minutes or two and a half. We're an advanced club. It's 15 minutes for us. Wow. And so when I'm in a con, I was in a contest recently. I wasn't nervous because I'm just getting started and warmed up. And there I see the yellow light and the green, the yellow, and now the red. Oh, I better wrap it up. <laughs> you know. They usually give you a minute warning, 30 second warning. And if you yeah. go past the red, that's it. Not, anything else you say is gone. And now you've lost your summary words. Um, just for yeah. people, table topics is where you pick a topic uh, and you don't know what it's going to be until the very last minute. And now you have to speak on that subject matter for for yeah. a, a non-advanced club, one to two minutes. And for an advanced club, like you said, 15 minutes. My husband yeah. and I had our own engineering business. Many of my regulars know that. And one of the things we decided to do was we actually decided to start a, to a corporate Toastmasters club. Uh, in Being in engineering, 
transportation, you are in front of the public a lot. You are sharing information, explaining, you know, this is going to go in your backyard and you're going to love it, right? So we're teaching our staff how to say it nicely. And it was probably the best thing that we did for our company because our young staff learned how to get comfortable with preparing a speech, crafting it and presenting it, and then doing these impromptu table topics discussions because then they gained confidence and I would watch them start off with you know hesitancy and stuttering and and not knowing what to do and saying ums and ahs and twirling their feet or or thumbing their fingers and they would learn to break those habits because we would support them and give constructive criticism so you're right belonging to a Toastmasters club is really really a good good investment and thanks for sharing that that tip can you share a defining moment that you that has shaped your life and your career? Oh, there there's quite a few moments. You know, I almost go back to CHUB radio because it gave me the the beginning uh, of wanting to you know use my voice. You know, for more than. Uh, you know, a few minutes, you know, to spend, well, a defining moment. Okay, here we go. I took the Stand Up for Mental Health course mm-hmm. and Stand Up Comedy using mental health or Stand Up Comedy to deal with mental health issues. I had depression and it's, it really helped. And part of the course is about three months in, we do our debut in that coffee shop at Boundary and Hastings. And then on the graduation, six months, we go into Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club, where wow. there's like a full room. Uh, you know, it was just amazing. I mean, it's on my YouTube channel. And on both of those, uh, I have my jokes prepared. And some of them, you know, have they, they have their, they see it in front of them. But I'm in Toastmasters, so I figured, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, it's just going to come, it's going to flow. And one joke on the debut and one joke at uh, Yuck Yucks, the punchline didn't come. So I said, uh, it, it, it's coming. And, and, and I, got, I got laughs in both of those places. <laughs> Unfortunately, it did, you know, because you don't want to you don't wanna have the punchline. The setup's important, but, you know, you got to have the punchline. And uh, I, I'm welcome to go back anytime as an alumni. And I went uh, actually three more. I was there at least three times at Yuck Yucks. And then we did, we went out to different venues uh, and got paid, uh, you know, as alumni. You know, they would have us come, you know, David Grenier is the comedian and he would warm the crowd up and then we would come on. Yeah. Some people are hearing what you're saying and they'd say, where does he find the courage to do these things? And maybe we can start by saying you just shared that you you did something for 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 me, like mental health. You, what did you call it? Comedy for mental health, or yeah, stand up for mental health. Right. SM- can, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Sure. Uh, well, you know my my comedy was based on things that happen in normal life, mm-hmm. and so I would write these out, and then we would go in on Fridays. And we'd have David Grenier, the comedian, and the whole group, maybe 
10 or seven and we'd give feedback and then we and then we would practice it there and you know of course david said well earl you don't have to need to worry about voice projection you know can hear you in the back <laughs> you know uh but he would give tips on how to you know where to pause you know mm-hmm. and just make the effect uh yeah it's it 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 is it is amazing. There's there's a lot of good work that's being done by David Grenier and Stand Up for Mental Health. And and do you feel that doing something like this, like improv, helps people from a their with mental health? And how yeah. so? How so? Yeah. Well, well, David said, you know, when when they do this, when they go up there, they they do that, then they know that they can do anything. That nothing really can stop them. And, you know, the depression thing is, uh, I have a depression speech, was called Hope Through Depression with mm-hmm. Focus. And I've had days where I felt lousy. I didn't really want to do anything. And then I had a decision to make. I made the decision and I got, got this energy. And then I was able to do something else and keep moving and keep moving. Because that's the problem with depression. It stops people from moving and it gets them stuck. And you don't want to be stuck. You can always go further. And this helps you? This helps you? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, that uh, book, um, It's Your Time by Joel Osteen, he tells, um, he's a pastor in Houston, but he works out a lot. He's very physical. He was in the Midwest, Colorado, like, and he's walking up this, hiking up this this mountain. He's thinking he's going to get there sooner. And, and he's starting to lose breath because the air is higher, you know, and uh, a few moments, he stops, and there's this older man, he's coming down from the mountain, they don't have a conversation, all that older man says is, you're closer than you think, and Joel started up again, and he made it to the top in about five to ten minutes, and that really had an impact, and so I, I have struggles in my voiceover business, and I have to remember that, that I am closer than I think. And that what my mom said years ago, this is one of her quotes, and I wish I'd questioned her on it and asked her how it came out here in her life. But uh, if there's a will, there's a way. And I definitely got the will. I'm going to make the way. Yeah. Because recently, uh, in a networking event, Connect and Collaborate, I was encouraged in about audiobooks, audible. So I went and I signed up after a couple of weeks on my list. And the other day, well, what have I got here? There's there's a response, a project. And then I look up and I see this, oh, that's audible. Because you see, uh, I did one project that was segments of an audiobook because the audiobook, I guess it had corrupted or whatever. And and John sent me the um the voice of those that were in there. And I would listen to it, listen to it. And I did those. And then when I went to do the profile, I went and searched for those uh, those audio files and I put it in there. So I've uh, responded to her today and we'll see what happens. Well, good luck. Good luck to you in that. Thank you. I know, you know, and I really appreciate you sharing that struggle with mental health and some of the strategies that you use to help that are there other things in your line of work 
that you have found were struggles and how did you overcome those? Well, yeah, there's been struggles with moving and moving your whole, you know, the whole situation over here and eventually getting a new Mac because I had the other one for 12 years. And now this one here, I was having trouble with the sound. You know, I had a couple of cases going and and now it, it seems to be working better. I was told uh, it's better uh, to shut down your Mac and I was putting it to sleep. And then I found when I shut down my Mac, oh, wow, I got no sound. Uh, and and I, I had a couple of tricks to bring it back up. And then I did some testing. I said, well, I know I can shut it down and get it back, but it, it's a real struggle. I'm going to put it to sleep and see what happens. And when I put it to sleep for the next day, at, at night, and then for the next day, I always got my sound. So sometimes... The Apple agent will tell you one thing, another one tell you another thing, and it's you know it 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 it, it, it is tough when you you've recorded something and you can't get the sound because the problem was I was having to go on Apple calls and they were long you know and I had this is taking me away from doing my voicing yeah but now yeah. I can I, what I what I do is I I always check my sound before and and if the, if it's not there then I'll do a restart. And then it, it brings it back. But it's been going much, much better lately. As a matter of fact, I, I did do an audition today for Voices.com. Good. So you've, you've had some hiccups with technological, like like in particular computers, and that's one of the things. I, I just find things keep evolving and changing, and I don't like upgrades. When they bring you an upgrade, all of a sudden you're thinking, Where's the way that I used to do it before? Now I have to know a new way. And then there's always a little technical glitch or bug in it. And it just doesn't yeah, happen. yeah. Now, you know, my, my company is about really helping staff and, and leaders really create more effective communication to learn how to communicate with them. And I have a concept called RevUp, which stands for respect, equality, valued, uniqueness, and potential. And if we adopt that kind of mentality, we can really make a difference in creating more healthy conversations, positive conversations. So you 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 and I have connected in different ways and you know about my rev up concept. What what is it about that concept that kind of makes some sense to you and the way you conduct your business or your life? Well, it's treating people with respect, totally. I, I had a new client, a new um, interview person, and, and I, I would classify that I'm probably old school. I do things in an older way, you know, older way. Uh, and we we tried to connect on Zoom, and it didn't work. And I gave, I said, "Well, you, you need to be able to do that." And he went and he got a microphone, you know, a headset and a microphone, and it worked. And then I needed also to get that LinkedIn picture right in the circle. And it was kind of out of the circle. Uh, actually, I went and looked and said, oh, he doesn't have a picture there. Uh, so I was respectful with him. Now, the funny thing was, he set a record. Uh, I will publish my, you know, that interview. Like, yeah. I do, well, I'll do the uh, the the uh, 
the sound clip. And that's the week before. So it's, it's not even published. And I'd done the sound clip. I hadn't published it. And he was up to 19. He actually got up to 25 before. It's not even published. I haven't even posted it. It's just, you know, people will surprise you. You know, it's just amazing. He knows how to uh, market and he's been doing it for 20 years and it's it's close to you. I, I discovered him because I went to a networking event and I hadn't heard of this before, but he was helping others. And I, I was sitting there thinking, oh, this person will be a good interview. Yeah, I've never had to go on any site to uh, look for for guests. They they appear, and yeah, I know. I I find it very very interesting. I think you asked me what do you like about podcasting, and I said I get to find these interesting people and bring them on and introduce them to my listeners and my and my viewers because I find people fascinating, and I find each one of us has a story. It, it's interesting you shared about, you know, the fact that you took up stand up for mental health. And I'm a nurse by profession in my earlier career. And I was at a gala last night. Um, it's called High Notes Avante. And the person created this charitable organization focusing on mental health and people who have suffered, you know, depression or, or some similar situations mentally. And it is through music that she helps bring people back. And so they had a gala last night and had a variety of different entertainers, some who had suffered mental illness at some point and came back, you know, having not been able to entertain for a while, they, they, they fought back to a place where they could resume some. And so listening to some of this talent last night. So I really appreciate that you shared this with us as well. And I think, there is something to be said for finding ways to really uplift yourself because depression is hard. But as we're getting better and better at communicating it and saying, you're not alone, we need to talk, we need to support each other. This is really, really, really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, any other advice that you would give to our listeners based on, you know, what I guess you help some people do when they're trying to improve their voices or hire you even what kinds of tips and strategies would you give us well you've got to be consistent with it you've got to set certain times uh you know by joining toastmasters of course there's opportunities that come up and actually today an opportunity came up i was wondering i wonder who the chair is for the next meeting uh and then from the president i got a oh and I looked at my schedule. Do I have time? Uh, oh, an audition came in, so I better do that first. Uh, you, you know, and this is the first time I've taken it on today's Tuesday and the meeting Saturday. Usually I get it on the Monday and then I've got a whole week and a week past. But take the opportunities that come along. Okay. Yeah. And another thing is don't give up. You don't know how close you can be to achieving your goals and have your goals, but don't make them too far mountainous. Like don't set them. Well, I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. You might want to take your first local hill. You want to build yourself up, but you don't know how much talent you have inside to get you to, to you try it and you 
Get around people that can, can build you up rather than tear you down. It's amazing what positive words can bring out. That would be my one thing that I really, the message that I would get out there is don't give up. I, I've got a quote over here. See if I can remember it. I'm not going to look for it. Winners never quit and quitters never win. And so oh, just that's be so de- poignant. So, so, and you're, so poignant. And you're going to have days that your, your energy just fell down because things didn't go right. But you can get up the next day and you can it can be better. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Earl Thomas. And what we are doing is coming to the end. And I wanted you to share what happens next for you and how do people get a hold of you? Well, they can get a hold of me. The uh, my links will be in the show notes. Uh, Duke Earl at Shaw.ca and my website www.earlthomasthevoice.com. And what was the other question? And what's coming up next? What's coming okay. up next for you? I'm a, a guest voiceover artist. I don't pay for it on Voices.com right now because I did another one that's probably. 18 auditions in deciding mode. So we don't know when it comes up. I'm on the voice realm. I was shortlisted twice there. And also I noticed today when I looked at voices.com, they know that they show you that you're uh, shortlisted. They give you a green thumbs up. So, you know, it could be that, that audible you know, I, I was really surprised. I didn't know who is this person. You know, uh, I, I I'm ready to, uh, you know, go for it. I love the voicing. I get excited when the next morning I know I've got a projective voice. Boy, oh boy, yes. I, I can't wait to get up, but I, but I'm I'm able to sleep. You know, I'm, I've got my. I can hear the kid in the candy shop excitement to be able yeah. to to do it. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you have a gift, that you discovered it early, that you have been given opportunities to do that. So Earl Thomas, The Voice, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story, your wisdom, and your voice. Thanks for having me, Hilda. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Great. And thank you again. And to my listeners and viewers, thank you for joining us today and learning more about Earl Thomas and his gift, his gift of the voice and his gift to us saying, never give up and keep trying. And you, you never know how close you are. So don't give up. So I just love the, that parting messages that you gave us. So if you like this, this podcast, give it a thumbs up. Think about subscribing because I bring on interesting people who have a story to tell. And if you like learning through storytelling, then join Rev Up Your Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Rev Up Your Potential with Hilda Gann. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube and Spotify to stay up to date on our latest episodes. For HR tips, news, and strategies, or if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, visit our website at peoplebrightconsulting.com.